Welcome to the Make Money Behave podcast, where we talk about your money, your circumstances, and the small changes in your behavior that will have a big impact on both. My name is Maria Casillas, and I am honored to be your host. Wow, wow, wow. I can't believe today is episode 35 of the Make Money Behave podcast. Welcome, everyone, to number 35. And today, the last couple days, we talked about some of the stuff that goes on in our minds. And sometimes that can get a little bit... um, I don't know, a little bit wonky for people because they're just like, oh, don't, don't let me, don't let me figure out what's going on in my head, please. So today we're going to take a little break from that and we're going to talk about actual real life numbers. And I just want to let you know, I'm going to throw some numbers at you, but don't panic. It's not anything that you're going to, hopefully that confuses you. I just want you to hear out some of the small changes, like I've mentioned before, that you can make and actually have a big impact on your circumstances. I also want to give a quick disclaimer that I'm not super brilliant when it comes to numbers, although I'm sure that it's going to come across that way on today. (laughs) But I just want to let you know I'm actually plugging numbers into a really actually a kind of cool calculator that I created. And this calculator is going to do all of the hard work for me so that I don't need to be super fast with calculating numbers. So before I jump into that, though, just another quick reminder that if you have not yet subscribed to this podcast, please do. That's going to actually help the downloads show up in your inbox a little bit more quickly. And it's going to help boost the algorithm or something at iTunes, which is going to help other people find this podcast a little bit more quickly. So I appreciate your help in doing that. So let's jump right in. This tool that I created is called Cash It On Change, One Habit At A Time. Now, you've heard me say over and over and over again that I don't expect you to give up absolutely everything you love in order to win with money. In fact, that all the training that I have in behavioral psychology goes against that very thing. If you are going to give up everything that you love, you're never gonna stick to something. And what good is a plan, no matter how fantastic it looks on paper, What good is that plan if you're not going to stick to it? So I like to try to be more realistic with my clients. I know that some very popular gurus out there say things like, while you're going through your debt snowball, I want to make sure that you never step foot into a restaurant unless you're actually working at that restaurant. And while that's kind of a funny little, you know, ha ha ha, uh, I got to thinking as a stay at home mom who was also running anywhere from one to two businesses from home, I was like, "Mm, that's just not going to work for me. I know that we are in a mountain of debt, like we've got this $92,000 weight on our shoulders. And so yeah, it we probably should stop with the apathy spending. Maybe we should cut back on eating out, but to think that I'd have to give that up forever, like no way. There's just, that's not going to happen. And many of you know that I come from the whole addictions background. And I know one of the things that oftentimes we teach in addictions counseling is the abstinence method. Because if you engage in the very thing that you're addicted to, it triggers something in your brain. And it's oftentimes just a matter of time before you revert back to your old behaviors. 
that is also quite true when it comes to things that have to do with money, any sort of bad habits. So for example, if you're eating out all the time and I allow you to eat out sometimes, you are kind of running the risk of reverting back to old behaviors. Same thing goes with credit cards. We completely gave up credit cards when we were going through our debt snowball. And then there were a couple times when we thought, well, let's try this. We'll leverage this card a little bit and we'll try to do this and we'll try to do that. And it honestly never got us into any big trouble but I'm sure that it set us back more than it would have had we just left them alone <laughs> because because not because the credit card is bad, but because our behavior with it was kind of leaning back towards our old behaviors of not planning our spending ahead of time. And so having a credit card kind of allows you to spend and then pay it back rather than plan that spending ahead of time and um, sticking within a certain allotted amount. So when I talk today about tweaking some of your habits rather than completely changing them, I do want to throw that caveat in there that if you know that you have kind of that addictive personality and using any bit of this is going to cause you to revert back to old behaviors, then let's take this with a grain of salt so that you don't get yourself into trouble. But here's why I do it this way, because if we feel like we need to give everything up altogether at one time... Like I said earlier, you're not going to stick to it. So let's instead tweak a few things and go from there. I am going to use the eating out example because, well, quite honestly, because that's one of our biggest issues. And also, I've noticed that a lot of the clients I work with, that's one of their biggest issues as well. I think these days it's just kind of a convenience factor. We are all running around so hard, so fast, and sometimes we just need to have that convenient drive through or we want to go and sit down and just not have to work in the kitchen because we've been working at home all day. Those are a bunch of excuses, I know. And if I were really hardcore, I could tell you to stop with the excuses and just you know, buck up, buckaroo, and do what you need to do, but we're not going to go there today. I actually am going to give you a little bit of grace. I want you to set up a plan that's going to work for you. I want you to set something up that you're actually going to stick to. So what I've done is I've plugged into this fun little calculator a couple of things. There are a few moving parts to this calculator, and I actually use this calculator when you and I sit down for your free 30-minute one-on-one session because your thing might not be eating out, it might be something else. And so I can use this calculator to kind of figure out what you're spending and how we can tweak that. As I mentioned though, today we're gonna talk about eating out and I'm actually gonna talk about eating out in two different forms, okay? Because the numbers are gonna look a little different. The first habit we're gonna talk about is eating out for work. Now, as I mentioned, I work from home, but my husband doesn't. And so in our scenario, the numbers that I would plug in would be for one individual, whereas your numbers might actually be for two if you're both working outside of the home. Either way, you can plug in whatever numbers work for your particular circumstances. So the first habit we're going to talk about is eating out for work. And then the other one is going to be eating out as a family. Now, I'm actually just going to say as a family of five, I know some of my listeners have no kids, and some of them have seven to eight kids. So wherever you fall in here, understand that I know I'm not speaking directly to you, but I am just going to use the number five, mostly because it's the number of people in our family. And so I kind of know what to expect when we eat out, and it just makes that easier. 
So like, let's say your scenario right now is that you eat out for work between you and your spouse or just you. Let's say that you eat out approximately five times a week. So that's basically Monday through Friday. Okay. Now, if you plug that in here and you assume that the cost of your meal is about $10 each time, that means that you're spending about $2,400 every year on eating out for work. Now, there are some people who say, Maria, I cannot pack my lunch every single night before work. It's just not feasible for my situation. But what if you were able to do that just twice a week, meaning you pack your lunch just twice a week, maybe one of them's on Monday because you've had the whole weekend to do that, and then you just pick one other day that would be a convenient one to pack the night before. And then you are still allowed to eat out for three times a week. If you did that, that would mean you're eating out for lunch, I'm sorry, for work about 12 times a month. But the other tweak I'd like to suggest is that rather than spending $10 each time, what if you just spent eight? What if you're able to find a way to just bring that down just a little bit, about 20% down, and only spend $8? If you do that, you're still spending almost $1,200 over the course of the year. However, your savings every year would be $1,248. Talk about the best of both worlds. You'd still be allowed to eat out. You wouldn't have to pack your lunch every single day. You're making just small little sacrifices, but you're still saving $1,248 over the course of the year. Now, I also plugged in eating out as a family of five. Let's say you did that once every weekend. Like right now, that's your habit to do once every weekend. I know some people who are, that's their habit to do, you know, five times a week, that they actually eat dinner out with their family of five, five times a week. And if that's the case, now you're looking at plugging a number in here of 20 times per month, because I usually just assume a four week month. But I'm actually going to play it pretty small here to show you how realistic this can be and how quickly these numbers can add up, even if we're not using off the chart numbers, okay? So let's just say that you currently eat out as a family of five one time per week. So that's four times a month. Now, depending on where you go, I mean, things are expensive these days. So depending on where you go and how many drinks you get and all of that stuff, I know that it's really not hard to spend $75 for a family of five when you go out and eat. So let's just assume that's the number, which would cost us about $3,600 a year just to eat out one time a week with our family of five. I did do a couple tweaks on here because sometimes we think, well, if I just cut down the number of times that I go, that will help and it will. Or if I just cut down the amount that I spend when I go, that will help. Yes, it will. But what's really powerful is when you cut down the number of times that you go and the amount that you spend when you go out. So it actually is working double time for you in terms of savings. So in this scenario, I say, how about we cut down the number of times that we go out per month to two? And every time we go, we try really hard to stick within a $55 budget rather than $75. This is actually a lot simpler than you think. All you need to do is just consider a couple of tweaks like only ordering water when you go. It's way better for you anyway. And I swear the drinks these days cost up to like $3 just for a lemonade, a tea, or a soda. It's not even if you get the fun drinks, right? So if you have water, then you're not paying for that, which means you're not paying the tax on that. And it actually gives you a little bit extra money to pay the tip. So you can be more generous in your tipping. If you do two times a month and you spend $55 each month there, you are spending $1,300 over the year, but you're saving over $2,200 over what you used to do. Now, here's the other cool thing about this calculator. There is a spot on there where you can write in any financial goal that you have. 
I like to put in a thousand dollars because it's just kind of fun to see if you make a couple of tweaks here and there, how quickly can you actually save a thousand dollars? Would you know that with just those two small changes that I made, the small change to eating out for work and the small change to eating out as a family of five, with those two small changes, did you know it takes less than four months for you to reach a goal of $1,000? Less than four months. What would $1,000 do for you? Could you sacrifice eating out for work just twice a week if it meant that in less than four months you'd have $1,000? Could you give up two meals out with your family and a pop at each time you go out if it meant having an extra $1,000 in your bank account? Absolutely you could. The problem is you just haven't laid out the plan to know that that's possible in less than four months. And now you know. It's totally possible. So what's one or two habits that are costing you some money? And what can you replace them with? Do you need help with that? Let me know. I would love to help you figure that out. Let's find that $1,000 for you. Email me, maria at cashinonchange.com. And then I want you to actually join my Facebook group. And I want you to let us know inside that group what habit you've decided is costing you a little bit too much money for your comfort so that you can change that habit, maybe even get some ideas on how to lessen that a little bit from others in the group. And then you can share your celebrations with us when you've accomplished reaching that $1,000 goal. If you want to be part of that Facebook group, guys, just look for make my money behave, answer those three questions that are given to you, and then I will approve you within 24 hours. I know this was a lot of actual numbers and I don't usually do that. I hope that it didn't confuse you too much. Um, I know it's harder to just hear some of those numbers when you're not actually seeing them in person, but I appreciate your willingness to let me do that today so that we could just kind of give you a real live look at a couple of small things that really will have a big impact on your circumstances. You guys have a great rest of your day. As always, thanks for listening. Bye-bye.